Welcome to Never End the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood, along with Tepper, a grown man who's never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan. There can be only one. I'm Connor, and I'm excited to use my new click-clack math rocks. Fuck. (laughs) Do you want to do another go of it? No. (laughs) And I'm rock hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, Heather. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're so good. (laughs) You are. You really are a treasure. Uh, And I'm Tepper. This week we'll be watching The Rock, directed by Michael Bay, released in 1996. What? I didn't know Michael Bay directed this. Wait a minute. Holy shit. I didn't realize that either. No wonder I loved it. (laughs) The guy who gets his car stolen by Sir Sean Connery is the same guy who gets his car stolen by uh, Nicolas Cage in National Treasure Book of Secrets, another production, uh, another movie produced by Jerry Bruckheimer Movies. Huh. Guy has a bad year. I feel like from whatever the heck you just said, I really need one of those like crazy detective string maps where I like connect all the different pieces. <laughs> there are so many different people. What? <laughs> that was, yeah, an interesting bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all brought this movie to us this week. Why? Pour one out for Sean Connery. And it's cage time. Yeah. Uh, we are still in the midst of cage time, and unfortunately, uh, Sir Sean Connery uh, passed away at the end of October. So, a uh, little peek behind the curtains. This is the first episode that we recorded after that news. Uh, so, we thought this would be a perfectly good time to watch this. And also, all of us have saw this when we were when we were kids or semi kids. This movie is rated R. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a kid's movie. We watched it as a child, it's a kid's movie. I really don't huh. think it's that bad. I, I was going to say, like, of what I mean, I've like, seen of it, I don't understand how it's an R. I mean, the US, they, they rate lots of things R. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'd want to know, like, what its rating was in Canada, because I was not disturbed by this movie. I feel like if I'd seen Face Off. I would have been disturbed. Yeah, Face Off's a bit more disturbing. Because, like, this movie, like, like again, like, of the, like, little bits I've seen of it, seemed fairly, like, bog-standard action thriller, you know? Nothing, nothing uh, mind-blowingly graphic. Uh, anyone else have more they want to say about their history with this film? Um, or even Sean Con- Sir Sean Connery? I loved this film a lot. Uh, my dad had it on DVD, so it was one of the few movies I could just like watch as many times as I wanted to. So I watched <laughs> it a lot. I remember I really like the military guy in it, but I can't think of his name. All I can think of is Ed Hardy, and I know that's not right, but I like him. He's good. His name's Ed Hardy now. <laughs> well. <laughs> is this the movie that has the line, like, do your best? do your best only losers talk about doing your best winners go home and fuck the prom queen is this the movie that has that line or maybe i'm thinking of something else i think it's this one it's been a while since i've seen this this was definitely one that um this was part of the large action movie collection that my mom's boyfriend had um I definitely don't I don't remember a lot i know the overarching plot i remember a couple scenes 
on a couple lines, but it has been well, I don't know, over a decade since I've seen this. That's for sure. Ed Harris. Oh, was similar to that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, the the main thing I remember from this movie is the bathroom shootout. Um, mm. which uh, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two basically like ripped off scene for scene very well. I might add, <laughs> like very very well. Um, but it's like almost like an exact copy, but a really really fun sequence in that game. Oh, I read my trivia wrong. Ed Harris is the one who steals the car in National Treasure: Book of Secrets. Oh. Nick Cage and Ed Harris are both in that, and then obviously them and Sir Sean Connery are in this. See, I wouldn't have made a fool of myself with the Ed Hardy thing if you'd read that. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. That's why I noticed when you like you're trying to figure out the name. I'm like, it's like it could be Ed Harris, but it, I thought this was a character name. Ah. Uh, and I was curious why they switched to a character name, and whereas all the other <laughs> references were actors' names. Yep. What about yourself, Connor? enjoy this child ch- uh, children's movie uh i think this is probably another rented movie uh which is how i lived my life as a child it was also i believe i watched this during the time of my life where i kept getting in trouble for watching and playing games that i w- like watching movies and playing games i was not supposed to and my dad would totally <laughs> let me and my mom would get pissed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sean is not on the the episode with us today, but uh, she's also seen it, and she's mentioned that she was definitely too young for this movie when she saw it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, I'd be interested to hear like what she thought was a uh, like non PG, I guess, because I really don't remember it as being bad. Maybe like some uh, of the like chemical burny scenes. I don't know. The the two scenes she mentioned will probably uh, give everyone a clue when we get to them. Okay. And then, yeah, you said you've seen some amount of this, Tepper. Yeah, like little bits and pieces, mostly like uh, uh, just because there's certain like iconic parts of this film that show up in like compilations or things like like I said, the the if it is in this movie, the line about, you know, winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Um, there's the like gentlemen, welcome to the rock um, <laughs> when they like get in the bathroom shootout. Uh, that's the main things I distinctly remember seeing. Uh, for the most part, I can't like speak confidently about anything else in this movie. All right. We're now showing Tepper the mo- the poster for the movie. Please describe it. Tell us what you think it's about. Oh boy! Oh, love this poster. <laughs> uh, Sean Connery. Nicholas Cage, Ed Harris, The Rock. Uh, so, yeah. So, so the three names are just at the top. Uh, the whole poster has this kind of like deep crimson red and like black in the background, like and like shaded. So there's like Sean Connery, Nicholas Cage's face, Ed Harris's face, like all three uh, at the top. But it's all like in this like orange and red it looks really good and sean connery's pointing a gun at us um he looks like he's gonna shoot us yeah after years of having them pointed at him in the opening of bond movies yeah he's getting his revenge yeah yeah exactly it looks like the meme of like places filmed in mexico to me <laughs> yeah just like put like hard sepia over <laughs> put, it put a hard sepia tone over the whole thing suddenly we in mexico it's not orange <laughs> enough 
If it was more True. orange, I would say yes. But there's enough red that it's not Mexico. The, it's the, the, the Rock 2, this time in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, make this more orange. Yeah, basically. Same poster otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Alcatraz. Uh, so, and then the, like... Uh, uh, text on it just like Alcatraz only one man has ever broken out now five million lives depend on two men breaking in uh, and then yeah so and then the like actual like words the rock has a picture of uh, Alcatraz on the O and the C um, like I said like I like this 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 poster has tons of style like it's it's real good uh, in terms of what I think will happen, this is going to be much of a surprise. Like because I've seen bits of this movie, I kind of like know a little bit. If I remember correctly, uh, there's like chemical weapons and like kind of like a military thing that like broke off and is on Alcatraz and is now like threatening to like use the weapons on uh, on people, and they need to break into Alcatraz and stop them. And like Sean Connery's the man who broke out and. Nicholas Cage and him are gonna break in, and Ed Harris is the is the general who's uh, um, rebelling. All right. Is it just me, or does Nick Cage's head look like weirdly cut out? Like his hair doesn't look right. Someone could not activate Photoshop super well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, there's the extra lighting. Yeah, the yeah. Sh- shadow and the lighting very much. Lo- it looks like his skin his skin tone kind of. Same sort of thing happening to Connery, but not quite as much. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty excited to watch this movie, like start to finish. I've always heard good things about it. The parts of it I've seen are good. You know, everybody likes to like meme on Michael Bay for the Transformers stuff, but like pre-Transformers, like he did good action movies. Like, there's a reason why he's known as like why he continues to get work in Hollywood and why his movies make so much money. And um, it's not because he's a garbage director. I feel like this and Con Air are what made me fall in love with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> 100% true for me. He Very has the bread and butter in my childhood, I gotta say. Con Air was my first Cage movie, I'm pretty sure. Wow. I Yay. definitely saw these later than, than some other Cage movies, this and Con Air. I think, I think National Treasure... National Treasure was the one that I watched the first and the one that I've watched the most with Nick Cage. I'm trying to think of like other Nick Cage movies I watched when I was younger, but I can't think of any. Like like eventually Ghost Rider, of course. But <laughs> oh, it might have been Gone in sixty seconds. Was my yeah? First I was gonna Cage. say Gone in sixty seconds is probably my big one. It was and either Con Air or Gone in sixty seconds were my first. Good. Pins. I don't know which. All right, we'll see you after the film. Do my best. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. And we're back. So, what did everyone think? That was a pretty solid film. That was fucking fun. I had a great time. <laughs> That's an action movie. Wow. Yeah, so, um, because I, I, I was interested. Because uh, in the intro, I made like a statement of like, oh, you know, Michael Bay makes a bunch of action movies. Uh, I actually like looked up his filmography, and it's interesting, kind of how few movies he's actually done. 
uh, The Rock is the second movie he ever directed. What? Oh, wow. What a hero. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Uh, Bad Boys, released in 1995, was the first movie he ever filmed. Or was what a, a director hero. For. Uh, no, no, but get this. Armageddon was the film he released after The Rock. Wow. So basically, like... Man can do no wrong. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, well, he can, but like, you know... He, he, man could do no wrong, and at the time, can do no wrong. Okay, so, 2001, he did Pearl Harbor. Mm, You know, you can't win them all. (laughs) There were explosions, for sure. Yeah, uh, so yeah, The Rock, second movie ever directed. I thought it was pretty good overall. Uh, There was a couple issues I noticed, but, like, it was, like, pretty solid. That... That oh man, that fucking uh, street cart uh, explosion. Yeah. <laughs> that was like some being Michael Bay shit. Twenty feet into the air. Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. So, um, because I've only seen bits of this movie, what surprised me was how long it took for them to actually get to Alcatraz. Like I thought, <clears throat> I thought like a quarter into the movie they'd be on Alcatraz. They didn't actually land until an hour in, which is half the movie. Yeah, it, was, it was definitely took a bit. I didn't pay attention to how long, but... Yeah, I just like most over because I was curious. Because, um, yeah, like I said, I, th- I thought a lot more of the movie would take place on Alcatraz. But it actually, I really like how he structures the film. Like, he sets up a whole bunch of stuff and gives good payoff for it. Um you know, like he's got like the thing with like the needle in the beginning, and then it's like because like when the whole like car chase when Mason was escaping, I was like, like why, like like what is the point of this whole chase? And then as soon as like he met his daughter, I was like, oh okay, I see, like setting up, and then that leads into why would Mason help? Which gets into like why would Mason help with this whole thing? Well, his daughter's in San Francisco, um it's just yeah like like a lot of stuff is set up and pays off really well in the second half um i would say my two biggest complaints with this movie is there's like two action sequences like set pieces in the second half that um feel really like the whole minecart into thing that felt so contrived yeah i was like i was like why (laughs) and then the half-assed did you know it used to be a civil war fort it's like come on man like you're really stretching my uh suspension of uh disbelief here uh and then my other complaint is uh the sound um the sound for the guns and stuff like that was really (laughs) bad um yeah yeah, I agree. Yeah, th- those are my two main complaints with this movie. Otherwise, I'd call it a pr- overall a pretty flawless like action movie. Maybe some of the one-liners were like kind of dumb, like "You, you're the you're the Rocket Man." Like, yes, oh, uh, that was that was so perfect for his character though, because his character is such a fucking nerd, yeah, and he's just he's like just a geek. <laughs> he's just yes. like I'm gonna do a fucking cool one-liner and we're like it's not cool man uh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah not not just geek but like established music geek too so yeah, yeah that's some character fucking development there <laughs> <laughs> uh sure I guess um it's yeah it's interesting cause like we open we open with our villain and 
not only that, but open with a very sympathetic villain. Uh, and then like, like we don't see protagonists for the first, I don't know, 20 minutes. And yeah. all, and once we, as once we see them, we don't see the villain again, basically until the hour mark. Cause like they have they don't get to interact with each other for much of the film. Cause it's not, it's not any of their positions to do so. Well, and it's interesting because, like, when when was Die Hard released? Uh, ninety five. Let me make sure. Yeah, that was a good like decade for action movies. And yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry, eighty eight. I don't know why I said ninety five. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, because like like I think like like a powerful thing in action movies is to have a um, like a face to face between protagonist and villain, and in this movie was Mason, you know, walking out. And surrendering himself and basically saying like you're you're an idiot like, <laughs> um, but and like also they like the you can also see because they don't interact for so long, it's kind of the villain is the facelessness of the government, yeah. especially obviously from from uh, the general's point of view. Well, and like ultimately, uh, because this is a Michael Bay movie, and like I don't expect it to get into that, but like he, like a lot of Michael Bay movies always have this kind of like military, very good, uh, uh, kind of like right, like I, I guess like uh, it's it's kind of a dumb term, like but like he's like a right leaning individual in his filmography. Yeah. Also, a ton of his fucking movies are funded by the military. <laughs> That makes so much sense. I was going to say obligatory. He gets a lot of money from the government, which I say every movie that features the U.S. military in good light. So thank you for saying it instead of me having to say it and people checking off on the bingo card. The bingo card checked. Cap talks about military industrial complex in Hollywood. This actually like kind of displayed them in a somewhat negative light. Yes. But it's also like his second fucking movie. So but also, like, if you think about it, there's three heroes in this movie. Like, they're all good guys. The only yeah. like bad men are like some of his like Marines or whatever yes. who like yeah. are just like, two soldier. And it's interesting because it's the ones he hasn't worked with before. Uh, which is why I would say like the optics of this movie isn't necessarily military bad, but yeah. rather government like higher government and higher military bad ordinary soldiers good yeah is, is kind of like because like 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 think about um like the general like very very typical good military guy like stock military guy in any movie like mm -hmm. his soldiers love him he's for the common man like you know the common soldier um you know he's fighting like the whole reason for why he's doing this is so that the dead soldiers who are not recognized get the money and like the pension and the burial that they deserve. Uh, same with like, like Mason is a soldier who is basically like locked up by the higher ups of the U S military for years and years. Um, so this movie still comes around to like military good, uh, uh, gov big government and uh, uh, high, like, like um, high up, military bad mm -hmm. um rocket man also bad yes yeah. <laughs> so, some marines just want to kill civilians well and act they're like not marines they're mercenaries now yeah well and also they like weirdly psychotic like some of their dialogue toward when they're like like i'm, I'm gonna cut you up i'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you up <laughs> to be fair though like i i know 
guys that went into the military just to like kind of be like that like there are people like that in the military yeah yeah they're, they're, yeah 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 like absolutely correct um a lot of people uh like warship mil- like the ground military guys walk on they're people like anybody else um you know some, some of, them, of them are great some of them are real shit yeah uh some of them just wanted to get their uh you know university paid for uh or their college paid for and are just doing this out of obligation some are lifelong, you know, military families. Uh, it's a mixed bag. And, like, you know, overall, this movie, like, like it's fine. Um, this is more of a digression because it's just interesting to talk about the more, like, meta aspects of a uh, of a movie. Um, but, like, the actual movie itself, like, it's pretty fucking good. Like, you know, the di- a lot of the dialogue's really good. Uh, a lot of the action sequences are great. Um, I fucking love Sean Connery in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he kills a single person with a gun. Wait, no, he, well, ki- he kills one of the morgue guys with a gun. At the, I mean, he kills the sniper with a gun. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. He kills him with the ground, listen. True. Fine. The gun um, was his weapon. <laughs> True. Yes, that uh, is accurate. I just found it incredibly amusing that, like, yeah, it's like he killed, like, one guy with a... No! <laughs> no! He didn't kill a single person with a gun this movie! Because even the Mork guys used a knife. Second and guy dropped... Like an the, air conditioner. Yeah, dropped, like, an air conditioner <laughs> on his head. And, like, basically everybody else he, like, choked out, lit on fire, dropped off an edge, like... Hmm. seeing just the unique ways that he was like killing people was a lot of fun in this movie dude there's so many different ways like spencer was commenting like what the what they can't just kill people with guns like the guy like fell on a pole yeah yeah what yeah that's hot and like because <laughs> he, first he, like he gets taken out by the missile yeah like, that's not that's not enough to kill him nope uh, but yeah, no, it, I, I thought it was like really cool, all the different ways. Like they really, they, you know, cause like the movie talks him up. Like, it's like, this is the guy who like escaped, you know, multiple prisons and is like, you know, big time. And, uh, and like the movie does a great job of showing why he like that. He lives up to the hype that he is that good. Like, it's not just yeah. like, you know, like, it's like, oh damn, he's, uh, like, Killed that one guy with the chains and tossed the rock like oof. Um, um, I just think this is a fantastic action movie, and it is reminding me that I actually do enjoy action movies. Because like for a long time, I was like, do I just like not like action movies? Because I find them very boring. But I think that's honestly just Marvel movies. I just the fight scenes are so boring yeah. to me. So like, I honestly thought I didn't like action movies, but I watched this and I'm like, hot fuck, that was a good goddamn movie, and I was not bored. It was all different, and there was like actual plot question mark <laughs> like it like it had a pretty like bog standard plot but it was very well constructed is what i found like the structure of it was good yeah. where you know things got set up and paid off yeah and i mean like even that like it didn't it didn't use all the tropes that you would normally see like like there is a girlfriend character and like she is technically being threatened but that has no real effect other than like a point to like kind of motivation uh, well more more so just to uh get um 
Cage and Connery on the same page. He, he can be like, it's like, I know what you're going through. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's clear to you that like, that was like, that was one of the reasons why uh, Sean Connery returned to help him because he was like, well, I sympathize with you because you're going to become a father and you know. Yeah. But I could have done without the romantic partner as usual. Like, I just like, don't think she was useful. Yeah. Like the one good thing was she wasn't there much. I was going to say, like, check watch. She was probably on screen for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that, like, honestly, though, like, it, it would have been a slightly better movie if... So, like, it's clear that her and the daughter were both there to be targets, like you mentioned. Um, but, like, I think that it would have been better if Nicolas Cage's only motivating factor was that he's, like, genuinely a good dude. Yeah, I can see. Uh, like, like uh, the impression I get from your taste in action movies, Heather, is, like, you go, like, I don't care about motivation. Just let them let them go and do the thing yeah, like don't exactly. don't get don't give me a romantic plot don't give me you know it just feels, this or that it feels empty like i'm not against all romantic plots like I, there's some that are developed quite well but like i just find that for like 99 percent of movies it is literally just there to motivate you and be like completely devoid of meaning otherwise like it feels like a stock plot like, yeah exactly it's just like and here here is the girlfriend yeah i absolutely agree with you because i get the same impression from a lot of action movies where i go like no, just cut out, cut out the girl, man. Yeah. Like, just give me, give me action. That's where, like, I don't think, like, it wasn't really that in this film. It's not no, really no, no. there to motivate. It is, at, like I said, there so that he can connect with Mason and also so that, like, Mason has more reason to connect with him. Well, and so Nicolas Cage has more reason to not fuck up the mission, too. Uh, that wasn't, that was never important to I mean, like, not yeah. particularly important. I mean, well, it was it was motivation. It, it, was, yeah. it was the exact same. Like, she was there in San Francisco. Like, sure, but he's a professional and is going to stop these anyways. Yeah, but I feel like he would have been less into like risking his yeah. life so very much. Like, he, I think he's a good guy, but I think that like he was literally putting his life on the line, and he is not a fighter. It was very clearly a part of his motivation. Like, he was going to go on a suicide mission. He was going to be like, okay, Sean Connery's gone. Fuck it, I guess. I, I will die in the hope that I save this person. Yeah. Um, But it was, it was, I, I thought it was overall, like, very well handled because like, yeah, it was like, like five minutes. It wasn't like this crazy thing. It was a nice little touch. Didn't take up much. And uh, the dynamic between him and Mason was very, very good throughout the whole movie. Uh, one scene in particular that I really enjoyed was the first time that they uh, Nicholas Cage opens up a missile, and um, Cage's character is like, "This is extremely dangerous." Here's like the million reasons why it is dangerous, and really like shows because like I got the feeling like Mason kind of held like contempt for Nick Cage's character of like you know you're you're obviously not trained like don't get me fucking killed you idiot. And then, like, Dick Cage, like, showed, like, no, I am a professional just in an yeah. area that you've never had to deal with. And, like, this shit will kill and is extremely dangerous. And but I know how to handle it like that. And that built that, like, great respect between them that I, yeah, that I, I enjoyed. Say, that's when Sean Connery, like, respected him. 
I really enjoyed that scene as well because it was like the first and kind of one of the only scenes where Sean Connery looked out of his element. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Point. Like when Nick Cage is like, just let it go and step away <laughs> and like pulls it back. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know what, it was like watching yeah. like awkward people try and hold babies. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good description. Start oh cradling the chemicals in his hand. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what to do. And he was just like, just let it go and step away. <laughs> yeah. Dude, why did they package them so loosely that they could like randomly fall uh military design it's just like what uh it was it was cage's idea that his character never swears and it's so good as a like um contrast to to connery yeah yes just very casually swearing yes yeah, I guess we determined where the R rating came from. There was actually a fucking lot of death, like explicit death, and also so many swears. Well, and like like the chemical death at the beginning was yeah. very good. And a sex scene. Oh, that was a that's really the awkward typical sex cage scene. awkward sex scene. Yeah, yeah where, where, where he talks about <laughs> other stuff. Just like, it's like, oh man, cage. Oh, I liked man. the car one better. <sighs> I don't know. Um, but Angelina Jolie didn't have, have pigtails to convince him to marry him. Oh, God. You know what? I'm not going to say that either of them are, like, whether one is better than the other because they're both bad and they both deserve scorn for being bad. <laughs> but I found the other one, like, funny bad. Yeah. I, I, I guess in the, the way di- that I did not find the humor in this one. Yeah, the, the dialogue in that scene where he's just, like, talking about the parts of cars was He's just listing better. parts of cars. He's not even, like, talking about them. He's just <laughs> listing them. Yeah. The, the, so the, drive, cooks, man. the, the drive shaft and the, this and the <laughs> that. It's like, okay, man. Um, Yeah, it, it was... The dynamic between the two of them was very good. A lot of the action sequences were good, like I was saying. Um... There wasn't a whole lot of soldiers. There was like 10 soldiers, maybe yeah, 12. Yeah, You think he could have gotten more of his own dudes. It seemed like it was just him and his like second-in-command guy. Yeah. They're all dead. True. Yeah. I guess that is why he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> that is the reason the whole movie happened. Oh. Apparently several of the Navy SEALs in the movie were real Navy SEALs. Oh, fuck. Checks out. Does that make me feel better? They were all kind of fuckers, except for that one guy. <laughs> I mean, it was probably just the guy that died. The seals were mostly nothing characters. The seals were the good guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, right, yeah, yeah. And the thing, and then the, the bathroom scene. You know, the bath, the bathroom Exquisite, scene was honestly that was so well shot. It, yeah, it was pretty good. I thought some of the editing after the shooting start what started was a little melodramatic, but this is like 1995, or no, this was 1996. So kind of shot in its era. Um, I would have loved maybe like a slightly more realistic, just like brutally gunned down type thing, but it was still like pretty good. Um, and it had like a great, like the great thing where it's like, oh, we got a live one here and like the one soldier's ready to shoot him and the general's like, no, no, don't. And like, you know, that really helped like humanize the general some more and show like, no, he's legit about what he wants to do. Like he's not... Like, he's not fucking around. And also, like, kind of gave us the nod to what Sean Connery comes to later of, like, he's not going to kill people. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, like, it was nice that they came to his aid when that shootout happened, uh, where the the Marines turned on him. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and they like pulled him back, and uh, he gave them the missile location and everything. Yeah, it was good. So can we talk about something which I think is like really important in this series? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I say say series, because this is clearly in the same universe as James Bond and also the National Treasure movies. (laughs) Okay, okay. Hear me out, hear me out. James Bond, so like clearly, right? Uh, Sean Connery is James Bond because he says in the movie he's a British spy. So in, in his older age, James Bond gets fucked over by the government and put in jail until now. Right? That's okay. actually a plot of a James Bond movie. Well, here we fucking go. So this is James Bond. That's how it connects on that end. Then at the end of the movie, he's like, go to this church, find this like secret hidden thing of film. That's the fucking start of National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> this The start of National Treasure that started when he was a kid. Yes. But well, actually don't worry started. About it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he had heard about that legend, but he was like, I can't follow up on this right now. Went to school, got a biochemistry degree and everything, did worked at this. <laughs> and then when Sean Connery told him to go to this church, that he was like that reignited his uh yeah, uh, yeah. wonderlust. Well, um National Treasure starts with them on that ship and you don't really know how, like what was the clue that led them there. Ah, so there is a file in like the microfilm. Yeah, yeah. That Alongside led him to the ship. JFK. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture of a man with a gun standing next to JFK. That's the man. And Ed Harris after after recovering from being uh, murdered and his disgraceful discharge from the military ends up the uh, antagonist in the second yes. national treasure. <laughs> no, no, it's just one brother. His <laughs> twin brother. Revenge for his brother's death. <laughs> And and steals and steals a car, a car from the same man that oh Sean Connery god. stole a car from in this movie. Oh my god! We have enough scenes. We can make a smash cut of this movie. <laughs> True. I um, guess like deep fake exists too. But the problem, um, who of us has that kind of editing skill? Yeah, no, Shauna. <laughs> she does audio editing. Yeah, it's the same well, yeah. well, it's not video just video editing's like, basically audio. The editing. audio is attached to the video. But more so, like, who's got the time to do that smash cut? (laughs) But also, just, this is another Cage character that could totally just be in the Fast and Furious movies. You're right. He's surprisingly good at driving a sports car. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, I was like, it's like, okay, like, he's like an office guy. By the way, stealing this, like, Lambo and uh, uh, chasing after Mason. Like, okay. Just wild, man. The amount of Cage characters that are making in the Fast and Furious. We need every version of Cage in the Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, I mean, I had, want to see that smash cut. <laughs> had, had 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 knowing Cage been in the Fast and Furious, they would have figured out how to stop the end of the world <laughs> with family and fast cars. That's all you need. Family and fast cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hobbs and Shaw, literally his family helps him at the end. I mean, yeah, it's it because it's the more the movies become extravagant, the more family actually saves the day. Yeah. Uh, later in the series, it's actually very, very good. Because uh, the most recent one in the main line also entirely thanks to family very good i have a question for you guys how many uh so like you know how they're gonna wipe out like 81 
tourists or whatever. And that's cool because yeah. like 60,000 people are going to die. How many civilians is too many civilians to wipe out so 60,000 people don't die? Is 60,000 60, okay? Yeah? You think not 70,000? <laughs> Listen, they're terrorists and they should be killed. Surely that's worth 10,000 lives, right? I mean, it, it, I'm pretty, it was 80,000, I think, so numbers even higher you got plenty of wiggle room now but i'm saying the number doesn't really matter it's number after equality that i think matters <laughs> listen i'm a mathematician i'm all about equality <laughs> they're doing they're doing the trolley problem in the war room <laughs> how many hostages do we need to throw onto the tracks listen if if i was there the decision would have been made a long time ago i would have been like airstrike seven minutes ago <laughs> i don't know like a hundred million like i don't know man just like that's pretty chump change for the u.s military like just give them the hundred million you can kill them yeah. later yeah, but the president won't negotiate with terrorists. I mean, they the United States has negotiated with terrorists many times, in fact. They usually just tell us after the fact. Yeah, but the president won't. That's where, like, it's just like, President, what's your decision? Is just like, and he never considered giving them the money. Well, I, I, I want especially, like, again, like, 100 million is... Not for a government the size of the U.S. government. Not a whole lot of money, especially when you're giving it to – like it's not like they're giving them to like the Taliban or something. Like it's like yeah, – no, It's like pay the we're, veterans. We're, 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 yeah, yeah, we're paying like the families of dead soldiers a million apiece. He's only taking – I think it was like 12 million. Yeah. So like I don't know, man. I just go like take the fucking money. And that's split between, like, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, 12 million, and then he's splitting it among his soldiers, and then they're just going to, like, leave. I think you're missing the point, though, Tepper, which is that if they give them the money, they admit guilt. I mean, you could easily spin that as better to pay them. And... We were saving 81 lives. Exactly, yeah. oh, exactly. Oh God, for sure. And, and potentially millions more in San Francisco. I don't think they wanted to talk about what the the guys' plans were. Though. No, no, they they would. No. You're you're <laughs> right. Like they would do like a release. Like like if it became public, which I feel like they could have easily just transferred the money and not spoken about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But like, say like uh, uh, details of it became public. It's like ah uh, yes, yeah. You know, we paid a hundred million. Um. Yeah. You know, general like went rogue. And uh, 88 million of that went to the families of uh, dead soldiers, and he took 12 million, but 81 hostages are safe, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just saying uh, I agree that I think the, the dollar amount is low and they could just pay that. But I think there's another thing on that side of the scale, which is like face. Yeah. How, how much does it cost to deploy five jets and drop a prototype uh also like uh uh the pay like the pensions and shit of the dead seals in oh, the we bathroom. don't pay those it's fine yeah no we've already established we do not pay those oh man uh yeah it, it's just kind of like yeah just fucking pay the man like like especially like everybody speaks highly of hummel so, like, it's not, like, again, like, it was, like, the Russians or something like that. Like, okay, yeah, don't trust them. Uh, what? But, don't trust the Russians? 
<laughs> Damn it. Or like, you know, like, again, like if it was like a foreign enemy who like took over Alcatraz. Don't trust Canadians. Yeah. Oh, my God. Canadians have taken over Alcatraz and are threatening to bomb They've covered it in geese. Fran. We can't get in. Yeah. <laughs> what? When the jets are flying in, there's just a flock <laughs> of geese said to send on them. <laughs> Uh, but like, yeah, just like pay them the fucking money and problems solved. <laughs> yes, very true. But then we wouldn't have this cool fucking movie. True. <laughs> yeah, like, like again, like the plot works within the within the movie, but uh, uh, a jokey, pragmatic answer is yeah, just pay the terrorists the money. <laughs> Problem solved. Um, apparently Michael Bay had an idea for a sequel to this movie, which basically sounds like the plot of National Treasure. Oh, oh fucking Well, I mean, it's obvious. It's it's just now married Godspeed in possession of the microfilm uh, is being pursued by the government and has nowhere else attorneys forced to ask Mason for help. Oh, man. Nice. I want to watch the fuck out of that. Bay, you missed your chance. Should have made that back in like 98 or something. Shit. Too late now. Mason's dead. Oh. Pour one out. <laughs> Pour one out for Connery. Man's a hero. Legend. Uh, he's so hot with long hair. <laughs> oh, it's so grungy. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> And oh man, that whole like the hairstylist who's very, very obviously <laughs> coded as gay. Oh, you holy think? shit! Jesus Christ! I mean, okay, like like this is a problem like Michael Bay kind of has in a lot of his movies that I've seen <laughs> is like uh, uh, side characters who are oh they're fucking walking stereotypes. Like it's brutal. they are one thing. Yeah, like the trolley guy. Yeah, that, that poor trolley guy, the, the you know the hairdresser, like just like so many little bits like that. The worst was, um, oh man, this is pandering to the extreme, but I think it was Transformers Last Night or something like that. Uh, there's the one with dinosaurs actually. Whichever that one was. The fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, so they, it's their di- their dinosaurs or whatever. Yeah, di- like like. Okay, I feel a little better now. Yeah, yeah, robotic but still. It's the fourth movie or whatever, third. Either way, I stopped watching like three quarters of the way through the first one. I always, I always fall asleep during the first one. <laughs> when I was like uh, my second year university, the person I was living with uh, was a big like film guy, and he just like had it on in the living room, and I sat down and like I watched it with him. Uh, about halfway through the movie, they go, uh, "We're flying to Shanghai, China." Uh, and then there's like a whole sequence that takes place in in China, including a scene where um, a random uh, Chinese woman knows uh, kung fu and beats up a bunch of agents. And I was like, "Damn, you can't pan! Uh, you're gonna have a hard time pandering harder than this, Michael Bay." <laughs> uh, there's also like a truck full of Bud Light that breaks, and the main character picks up one after the sequence and drinks it. Oh man! I was, I definitely only saw the first half of the dinosaur Transformers movie because I fell asleep in theaters. To be fair, I had been awake at th- for thirty something hours at that point and had driven for twelve of those. Jesus, it was a it was a weekend. It was a good weekend. You know, it's kind of sad that Bay got wrapped up in the Transformers films for so long because I would have liked to see more 
not that from him. More Pearl Harbors. <laughs> well, like more of the rocks. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Transformers are just, um, I don't know, kind of boring. And it's and, the same kind of like nostalgia bait as like the Avengers universe and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and like the thing with Transformers is like a lot of the fight sequences, especially since they had to like CGI so much of it, are like one really short and two kind of hard to follow because it's just like masses of metal like punching each other uh and it's hard to get a sense of what is where and who is what um i don't know like like i do feel he is legitimately a talented action director it's just like he's never gotten enough of a chance to like show it because he's had to do let me see here one two three four five transformers movies he started in 2007 and the last one was in 2017. I was worried you were going to say six or seven. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, please stop at five. I'm pretty sure there are five of them. Yeah. Uh, excluding the excluding the Bumblebee one, because yeah. I don't think he did that one. Yeah. So basically, like Michael Bay, if you're listening to this, please make other movies other than Transformers, please. <laughs> we like your shit. We just don't like Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Apparently, a bunch of people told Cage he could never be in an action blockbuster because he was too quirky, and he took that as a challenge. Ah, amazing. Wow. Thank you. Whoever said that wow. to him spurred him to make these fucking masterpieces. Yeah. Like, think about it. Face Off might not have happened if it wasn't for that person. And Con yeah. Air, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, like a lot of a lot of his like genuinely good movies. Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, I gotta say, like, why was that murder tunnel in Alcatraz? <laughs> that's this. That's that's how the steam escapes the steam uh, <laughs> boiler. You know, steam, <laughs> gears, and fire. That's what steam's made of. Also. Like he said, he had memorized the timing, but the door opens yeah, yeah. inwards. He wouldn't have had to go through that when yeah. he was escaping. Yeah, maybe he did. You don't know. Maybe he got better at lock picking. He was down there for three. Like he was, he was down there for three days. Maybe he just got bored. Yeah, <laughs> and then tried the door. That's yeah. Like, oh. yeah, it was very, uh, very like video gamey almost, and which like leads me to my thing of like it'd be interesting to see like a uh, a video game directed by Michael Bay, like maybe like level design and and like set set piece design would be cool, because like dude comes up with some like wacky ass shit like the whole like minecart under Alcatraz into the fucking <laughs> the movement and just like okay man the zipline minecarts yeah. They were just like chilling, you know. Yeah. Also, those those Marines were so they were just like told to go after those guys. It's like, all right, down down this laundry chute. Oh man, the way Cage jumps down that chute, what a great gif! Like just like like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> like so, you know, in the morgue, like like in the morgue when they're you know, when the soldiers yeah. are coming. Yeah, he when he fin- grabs the last guidance chip and like jumps into the chute, it's just. I find it incredibly amusing. Like, great gift material. Just like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Jump. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, I'm kind of, like, running out of stuff to talk about. I'm not sure how other people are feeling. Any topics that haven't been discussed yet? No, I think I mentioned all the things 
the I found streaking. I just I really like this movie a lot. It's fun. Yeah, I feel like I had something. Oh, um, I guess uh, I I was saying to Shauna because she was watching it with me just like right before the end. I'm like, it's like I'm surprised Michael Bay can like uh, is going to be able to like reserve himself to not uh firebomb alcatraz in a giant fire explosion and, <laughs> and then he does not quite <laughs> yeah he's, he's just like nah it's like i got this set i'm gonna do it it like froze for us for probably 15 seconds when that happened here and i was just like the end and spencer was like wait really it, like i didn't uh, seem like it was over <laughs> for for us it played three times <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> like, cage falling into the water with the explosion in the background it was like that <laughs> That again, and then that again. Yes, <laughs> I, I believe that's part of the movie. Yeah. Like interesting uh, editing by there, Michael Bay. But like, I don't know. But... You really got to bring it home. <laughs> Some avant-garde editing. Yeah. yeah, you do the triple take, but with the same camera angle. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's a visionary. <laughs> do not disagree. Man, the. The military had really good equipment for tracking all of their men on Alcatraz. Yeah, that reception under those tunnels, like, holy hell. And they're, like, perfect motion sensors or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was... They're uh, professionals. I didn't realize they had, like, Wi-Fi that good in 95. That just reminds me of the the one uh, scene I saw a long time ago of someone calling 911 on a cell phone and being like... Do you do you know where I am? And they were like, I, "We can't find you." And he was literally like standing in the same building. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can't you geolocate where my cell phone is? And they're like, "No." Uh, but yeah, I think it's time to go to the rock, gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to Tepper's Top. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Yeah, so this movie was pretty damn good. But the question is, is it better than Face Off? Mm, no. Is it better than Gone in 60 Seconds? Yes. Uh, I think put it in the number 11 slot. Nice. That's pretty good. Is that a dinosaur? I think it was a car. Oh, sorry. Was a, yeah, it was a bus. It was <laughs> a wild. Ah, it was a bus. Okay. All right. Yeah. Below face off, knocking out, uh, gone in 60 seconds at the number 11 slot. Mm hmm. Which is a solid little block of cage we've got going I was on. Yeah, sure that too, yeah. Uh, for villains. It's, I mean, it's technically Hummel. Yeah. It's like the man, man. Which, I mean, the I'm good with. Complex. I'm good with. Yeah, there's there's a few <laughs> options. Yeah. Um. I guess we could get into a whole discussion about how it's like ultimately the U.S. military is at fault and the government and stuff. But I guess let's just go with Hummel. Um, Hummel was pretty good, though, kind of like stock character ish. Um, good motivation, but yeah, at the end noble. of the day. Like very like like uh, general. Yeah, I was gonna say like he was like bog standard. Yeah, uh, just written well. Um. Oh, he's gonna end up in the like pit that is the middle of this list. Forgotten by by Big Tepper. 
just like he was by by big government. Yeah. If you're in the middle of this list, like, oh man, you might as well not exist. Uh oh man, I don't even know where to put him. Uh I I think put put him put Hummel in the twenty eighth spot. Twenty eight. Knocking out time. <clears throat> from Groundhog Day. I almost said a goofy movie <laughs> because of our color scheme. Yeah. Um yeah. Stanley's eventually going to be a dad, but yeah. at this time he's not. Nah. So, if we had gotten that sequel. Oh man, if only. If only. I guess Connery's a business. <laughs> he is both a father and a father figure, clearly. True. This business kept him from his kid all this time. Yeah. The kid that he f- f- fathered the first time he broke out of prison. Yeah. <laughs> six, six U.S. Marshals busted open the door. How did, how did she get, how did she send him a picture of her daughter? He was, it was like secret that he was even in prison. <laughs> or like maybe he was out of prison for a couple of years and then... Oh, uh, maybe. But then, who knows? Because he got a picture. He got a picture of her when she was ten, presumably shortly before the mother passed. Or maybe that was when he was in Alcatraz. I assumed he broke out of Alcatraz, slept with this woman, and then the same day or the next day, because she said like very quickly was put into prison. Yeah. Yeah. True. I'm thinking Not he broke. Super clear. I'm, I'm thinking he broke out of another prison. Yeah, all right. This I'll happened, got put in Alcatraz, broke out again, was quickly apprehended, and then, like, put in their, like, CIA black site or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I, th- I think Stanley's reasonable to put in here. Like, yeah, he's not a kid, but he's probably, like, the most kid of all the main characters. Yeah, mercifully, this movie has no children. That is nice, actually. Yeah. Down with kids. Oh, there's um, some little kids on the tourist trip. That's how you know that good guy's actually good. <laughs> give true. Give uh, Chris an aneurysm by like forty school kids in Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> an entire f- fucking Alcatraz field trip. Yeah. <laughs> Just comes in. What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> Whatever the fuck we want. It's our podcast, baby. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I, th- I think Stanley is a good choice. So, one one final thought about the movie before we finish up. Uh, spider guards. Spider guards. <laughs> oh, fucking spider guards. Fucking spider guards. Listen, we leave our most eccentric to guard the missiles. <laughs> I, I like your comment, Connor, of, I mean, spider guard is a mood. It's <laughs> spider like, guard is a mood. <laughs> it's a very good mood. <laughs> yo, 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 let's guard this place. But like when a guy walks up to the missile, like we like grapple down and like with our knives and stuff and spook him. It's going to be hilarious, bro. Hey, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking Christ. I love that man. <laughs> It's like, like maybe we should just like slit his throat or like break his neck or something. Like, no, 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 no. Or like, or like call the general. <laughs> no, the general wants him alive, which is the reason they don't kill him. But also they don't report him to the general. <laughs> but also we get the fuck with him now. <laughs> yeah. Also, they let him basically oh. grab the chip and break it. But it's like, oh, man, they're great. Totally worth it. They're great. 
Also, so I he just left like he just left a bunch of balls of of virus X or whatever in like a vent at the top of the lighthouse. <laughs> no, I think someday. the lighthouse got blown up. Oh. Oh no. Wait, maybe we didn't save the hostages. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's good. Cuz that's where he was basically. But it's actually good because then, like, the whole point of the airstrike was to vaporize the poison. Oh, true. Yeah, but I thought it was, like, at the cost of the people in that area. Well, they were going to do the whole island. Yeah, because they'd be hit by the fireball. I see, I see. But they only let off one. They wouldn't die to the virus, they would die to to yeah. direct military action. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, alright, I guess that was probably close enough to it. That's fair. Well, they said it hit the lower part of the island, and it was the lower lighthouse. So yeah, and I mean, I mean, even if they, even if like the explosion hadn't hit it, it'd be like, okay, here's where it is. Here's where I put it. Go, you know, yeah. safely dispose of it. Also, just he like fucking ch- jumped through a window with one of them in his pocket, lands yeah, on a guy. That was <laughs> break incredibly <laughs> dangerous. Like when he was like jumping around with that thing, I was like, he still got it right. Like that's seems hmm then pulls out of said pocket and puts into mouth and the guy just like <laughs> open up the tunnel here comes the train choo choo <laughs> stuffs it in fire's train coming through <laughs> little did you know we were back on ne- never end the world is ending dun 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 uh yeah solid movie Talked about stuff. Talked about Transformers. It's been good. Yeah. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah. I think so. What music do we play for this one? Intro? Outro? Oh, I mean, first we rate the movie. Oh, Oh, fuck. Arbitrary ratings. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm really glad we call them arbitrary ratings. (laughs) Uh, I I give this movie a a whole group of people going in to Alcatraz <laughs> oh jeez oh, I think you've just thrown me off my garden entirely uh, I, 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 I can go Heather if you want some more time yeah no you go you go I give this movie one man escaping Alcatraz Ooh. <laughs> god damn it oh. Um, I'll give this movie infinity plus one hostages. <laughs> um, I'll give this movie millions dead or a hundred millions in, in cash. Hmm? I'll take the cash. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's the real tough trolley problem. <laughs> <laughs> if you pull the lever, you get a hundred million dollars. If you don't. Millions of people die. <laughs> that's, that's the decision they're making. Listen. As always, I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Connor. I'm Heather. And I'm Tepper. And a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. Downloadable Zebras is a dedicated group of friends that make independent content. 
If you want to support us and ensure that we stay ad-free, go to patreon.com slash downloadablezebras. For $3 a month, you'll get bonus shows and access to the special patrons-only section of our Discord. Thanks for listening.